Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the fourth episode of Behind the Business. I'm your host, Jason Manorinter, and I'm so excited to be talking, um, having a good conversation that I feel like me and my dad have never had. So I'm a little bit nervous and excited to be talking to him today. Before we get into the conversation here, I just want to talk about some history with my dad. My dad's 66, born and raised in Bangkok, Thailand, uh, moved to Canada, Calgary in 1989. So at the 81. Eight, oh, 81, sorry, at the age of 27. Uh, he has two brothers, two sisters. He's the second oldest out of the family. He's had his business, uh, Scissors West Salon, for how, how long, Dad? How long have you had that business? 37 years? Uh, yes. And he's actually been running it with my mom. And they've been working literally every day on that business for 37 years. And they have two employees right now. And yeah, is there anything else I've missed, Dad, before we started? Anything you want to say or add to that? No, still working. Still working? <laughs> okay, so... Not as much as before. Before, I used to work seven days a week. Wow. Well, we'll dive more into the work aspects of and the business. But let's start off. I really want to talk about what made you want to come to Calgary, Canada. Why the move? I like to see the world. It's like the song is uh, California Dreaming. Okay. Everybody go to uh, California. Something like that. Okay, but you came to Calgary. Yes, because a friend of mine, he just finished study in uh, California and he moved to Calgary, Alberta. Oh, okay. That's why. So, what, when you moved to Calgary, I know you came in, you said 1979 uh, as, as a student. Okay. And as a student for. A beauty culture, beauty salon, yeah. Beauty culture, yes. What made you want to get into a beauty salon? So I can meet all the girls and I can go party. <laughs> okay. Um, and isn't that where you met mom? Yes. But actually my school take a year longer because I was thinking when I finish one year, I can uh, finish the school, mm-hmm. but the school, they don't count by uh, day, they count by uh, hour. Okay. So you have to finish school uh, by uh, uh, 1,400 hours, okay. approximately, maybe nine months. So all my friends, they graduate, just only me. So I have to go another year at the school. Okay, so you're in Calgary, and did you speak English at that time? Uh, a little bit, yes, a little bit, and not much. How did you meet mom? What is that? Why you guys moved, Why you moved back to Calgary, or what was it here that made you want to come back? Because you came to school here, and then you went back home, right? And then you came back in nineteen eighty one. Oh, I just get uh, my uh, instructor, the teacher, okay, asking me if I can in- interpreter. Uh, the language translate from English to Thai to for for the students. Yeah, for the student. Okay, that uh, happened to be Cindy, my wife. 
as a future, uh, as a person. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cindy is my mom, and uh, yeah, so your wife, and then, and so, what happened when you moved back, and what made you come back? Was it for mom? What was it like that brought you back to Calgary? Because when you finished school, you said you moved back to Thailand, right? Mm-hmm. And what was it that brought you back to Calgary? Because I have to come back. That's a problem is the with what what you call it, the prison with Cindy or with mom. Yes. Okay. Because we we get married. That's why. Oh, you guys got married? Yes. In the first year? Uh, yes. What? You proposed to her the first year? <laughs> like yeah. it, when you met in 1979. Uh, or yes. 19, 1980. You when you came back to Calgary, you had five hundred dollars in your pocket. Yes, yes. And how was that? How did you find coming back to Calgary with five hundred dollars in your pocket? Basically you're you have no family. Were you scared? How no. how did you deal with that? No. By that time, you know, when you're young you don't scare anything. You just do whatever is happened in front of you. You don't think too much like an old man right now. You, you, you just do what in front of you. It's okay. So what what did you... What was the first thing you did? Oh, I was a friend of mine. He's a bat, bartender. Okay. At the high stake house. Okay. Yeah. So I just be uh, starting with a bus boy, I think. You started as a bus boy at the Hyatt? Yeah. No. Okay. High stake house. Yes. And- how did you get into your first salon? How did how did that happen? How was that transition? And how many years did it take you to actually get your first salon with with mom? Oh, so after I worked part time at High Steakhouse, I am working at the salon. Which salon? Uh, at the Plus Concord, the one on the. 6th Avenue and 10th Street, downtown. Okay. That's where I start working there. And you were there as... Employee. A, an employee, just yes. cutting hair and working at uh, as a busboy. Uh, yes. And... And that's where the... And where is the Peter name coming from? When my boss told me I have to pick up the name, you know, when... When the customer calls, or they can call with the short name. Mm-hmm. So I pick Peter. So Peter isn't your actual name. No, that's just a nickname. Just, <laughs> just to call and you know, uh, easy to you know. Reco- recognize and uh, you know book appointment. That's Peter. That's that's what I choose. So oh, that's you, what I chose. Yeah. So you chose the name Peter. Yeah. Uh, just as. Basically, like your English name, so it, is, it would be easier. Yes, because Thai people, they, everyone have a nickname in Thailand anyway. So now you're Peter, 
working at the salon. What did you learn and how long were you at the salon uh, until you got your own salon? What, well, what was the what, what happened in between you being a busboy uh, and working here to to finally um, I think your first salon was in Marta Loop, right? Uh, yes. How did you get into that? Oh, I have a one day I have a one phone call, phone call from uh, my uh, friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she called me one day. She want to sell her business because uh, she want to move back to uh, Ontario mm-hmm. because her husband is uh, uh, is in military. So I just. So she called you specifically. Yes, yeah, because she know where I'm. We 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 the uh, same class, uh, the student in school. Okay. So I just come to take a look. The one we have with uh, before is in uh, Mother Loops. Yeah, it was on the corner of uh, Mother Loops. Thirty uh, third Avenue. Thirty third Ave. Uh, I think the building just got burnt down recently, right? It's yes. that corner, thirty uh, third and. Um, I think about twenty uh, seventh or something, or somewhere around yeah, there. somewhere around there. But so what? She called you, and what ha- what happened? So I just come to take a look, and I I bought it. And did you were you did you save money to buy it, or how did you purchase it? And at this time, where was mom? Was she with you? How did it happen? Oh, mom worked. At another location on the 17th Avenue near 14th Street. Okay. That time, and I'm working downtown. And before we have this first salon mm-hmm. in Madaloop, mm-hmm. so she quit her job uh, on the 17th Avenue mm-hmm. and moved to the one in Madaloop, and we worked together. So it was just you two when you guys started? Yes. Slowly. Slowly, slowly is mean I'm I'm operate by myself before, and she come to fill up whenever she free, and slowly slowly move to work together. When you first started working there, were you scared, or what was it like to sign that lease and to buy that business? Mm, um, not really. C- can you disclose what you bought the business for? I cannot remember three thousand. Oh, so you bought her. Three to five thousand. I don't know. I have to go take a look. Don't don't forget that this thirty seven years ago. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Mother Loop there is not Mother Loop. Uh, it's uh, it's really, totally different now. Really quiet neighborhood. After five o'clock, nobody walk past my shop. Mm-hmm. And you take a look right now. Mother Loop is so congestion. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So you bought it, and then they just they just basically said, "Here, take over the business," and then gave you the keys. Yes. And then you just started working there? Yes, and that's what the name is start with the Sissel West. Was that the original name or did you pick that original name? Original name, yes. Oh, so you just took over the name? Yes, just by the Goodwill, that's mm-hmm. what they call Goodwill mm-hmm. and whatever. It's just a small shop. It's only about what, I don't know, three, four hundred square foot, that's it. Yeah. Two chair, one sink. Yeah. Yes, no back door. And. You were running that business, and then you, you moved, um, what, 10, 20 years ago, right? Yes. What was the biggest thing you learned while you were working there? And like, what was the hardest thing you, you had to deal with? Because there must have been a lot of uh, things you've had to deal with if you're 
running that business 37 years and still running it, right? Just make sure you're healthy and come to, to work, open the door. And did you guys work every day? Uh, pretty well, pretty well. Every day, yes. Sometimes work at home too. You've been working at this business for 37 plus years. You're 66. You're basically, I would say you're, you're somewhat retired. That's every, everyone talking about when they're over 60. But you still work and you still travel a lot. So what, I mean, I feel like we're missing a lot right now between your work uh, when you started the business and, and where you're at right now. What have you learned uh, that you could share um, running that business for so long? Because I feel like that's a long time to be running the same business and for you to be cutting hair. What is some advice or, or something you can share uh, for someone that wants to start up a business or hair salon or anything and run it for this long of a time? Answer? Yeah. <laughs> well, when you, when you do things and you feel like uh, you love to do and you like to come to work, so the work is become like a, it's not work anymore. It's just like you come to see your friend, the clientele, and you talk. It's kind of like a meeting people and you get paid. So that's become like a come to meet a friend. So you don't feel like you come to work at all. At, and at the end, you get paid. And what, what would you say, was there any difficult times in the business, any times that were really stressful for you? Yes, at this business is all about the service and uh, performing. And sometimes, you know, nobody perfect. Sometimes you cannot make your customer satisfied or something is misplaced and misperform. Mm -hmm. That's the thing you have to... uh, make things right. So whatever make things right, you have to do it. Do you have any, a, a story that you can share of, of a very stressful time? Or yeah, sometimes you get the customer, they're not happy. So just solve the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's on the house. I don't charge you. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the early beginning of the business, I get some of the motorcycle gang. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, are they, what you call, I don't know what's gang, but anyway, with a tattoo and a motorcycle, Harley Davidson come to do, give us a service and they say, don't have a money. They, they, when they have it, they come to pay. And, and what happened? What happened, I have to let them go because it's, you know, we agree to do the work, and I accept to do the work, so can do nothing. So they just basically said, we'll pay you later, and left, and it was, yeah, it was, a, it was like an argument be, or something? or uh, No, no argument. It, it just go, and uh, cannot remember. It's a long time ago. That's the early beginning of the, the Sister West in Mother Loops. Oh, by the way, I get broke, broken twice. <laughs> You got broken into twice. Twice, yes. How, how do you deal with that? Just call insurance. 
Didn't you guys have like a flood in your in your salon also or something? No, that's the one in uh, Altador. This this is uh, the first the first, first one, yeah, in Madeloops. So it's a small shop, yeah. So you had one uh, in Madeloop. What year did you did you have to move from that one to the Altador one? Oh, I start uh, Sister West in Madeloop on uh, my birthday, mm-hmm. uh, January 10, 1983. And I was there until October 2006. That's what we uh, we were moving from Madaloop to Altador. So we are at this present location about 14 years. 14 years. Yes. What is it like to work with mom every day? For those that are listening that don't know, my parents have been working together every single day. So how was that working together? And how did you guys, you guys seem still pretty happy. You guys travel together and you guys are together every day with work and in the personal. So how was that in the business and outside? How, how did you make that happen, Dad? Oh, at first, work together is always have a conflict, try to do the work. And the problem is, we don't know who who the boss. Okay. <laughs> so sometimes you want to be a boss, and I said, no, it's me. And sometimes I think I'm a boss, she said, she is. So, so how did you? <laughs> we just start to thinking, Maybe we're going to have the day who's going to be the boss and the day who's going to just listening, not to be a boss. Okay, so you guys planned the roles of maybe that week who was in control, like who was the boss and who wasn't. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, you can be the boss and the weekend and be the boss. All now is more like automatic. Uh, everybody, every... every Everyone do their own thing, you know, keep busy. And who, because um, I know you have two employees, like, what do you, what are your guys' role? Are you guys dealing with everything together or are you dealing with more things and she, de- she deals with more things? You mean uh, between two of us yeah. or, or the worker too? Uh, between both of you guys. Oh, actually not much. Every, everyone know their duty. So everybody give a hand to do the work, you know. At this age, you don't have to talk too much. You, you've, been, you've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. So things have to be do in front of you. you. You just do it. Sweep the floor, cleaning, you know, answer the phone or whatever. It's whoever there is, just, just do it. No, no role. It's you have to do this or you have to do that. Everyone Every- just takes their part in. Yeah, everybody yeah. know their duty. Got it. So you're 66, Dad, and a lot of uh, my friends and the people that have met you, they they really really like you. They they say you're cooler than me. They always say this: your dad's cooler than you, Jason. They've drank in with you. They've partied with you. And this was probably still within like the last 10 years. I, I feel like I'm older than you, okay? And I still feel like you have this young 
age mentality at 66. What is it that makes you so easygoing, I feel, or I don't know what the right word, just laid back and, and still enjoying your life and planning to travel and do all these things that, that make you happy? What is it that, that brings the happiness still for you after all these years? I, I think number one is to, to act or behave like this, number one, come into my mind to be, try, to, try to be nobody, nobody happy or perfect anyway. So number one is life too short. When this word comes into your mind, mm-hmm. so really simple. You have to do something is to make it worthwhile to make and gaining in your life. If you have a chance to enjoy it, so enjoy it. Or try to be uh, enjoy the moment. That's it. But sometimes it's not easy. Yeah? You you know easy to say than done, but you have to keep practicing. Sometimes it doesn't work that way, but keep practicing. Enjoy your life, but not make anybody suffer. That's really uh, moving, because you definitely are enjoying your life. I could, I, I see that, and you guys travel a lot. That's just I told you. Keep practicing. <laughs> but you guys travel at least recently. You guys have been really enjoying, like the last five years. What made you guys start? to travel more because I feel like you guys are here six months out of the year. What was that pivotal point for you guys to be like, make that decision to start traveling a lot more. And I feel like that's kind of what I've learned from you guys is to travel more. And that's what we've been trying to do and work. So like a work balance, um, because I feel like traveling just helps you grow and enjoy like the world. Like, did you guys always travel? I feel like you guys, didn't always travel. So you have to remember uh, how, how I get to this country, Canada. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was born and raised in uh, Bangkok, Thailand. And when I was young, I always dreaming about to come to uh, overseas or another country. Maybe a little bit in my idea, what? like to see the world. So... With the work, I work in the public and uh, with the clientele. Mm-hmm. So many uh, different type of walk of people. I learn from them. I have to uh, give the benefit to uh, all my clientele. The one they've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been traveling. They've been, you know, all kind of walk. Mm-hmm. So I learn from them how to traveling and enjoy life. Because the year go by from 5 to 10, 10 to 15, 15 to 20 years mm-hmm. gone by, I can see how they're getting older, older and older. And they give me lots of advice. That's what I learned from them, to be happy and enjoy life at the moment. Mm. And where do you see yourself in 10 years because how, how old do you feel dad 
<laughs> to be honest with you, I I don't think about number at all. Mm-hmm. It's just a day, you know, another day, another day, just day and night. Mm-hmm. That's it. But you know, in this world, you have to have a minute, hour, day, week, month, year. But for me, it's just just like another day. I feel blank. I never celebrate my birthday anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be honest, I don't celebrate my birthday. You, we've celebrated your birthday. I know, but not like every not American people, uh, not you know, Canadian American, North American. Yeah, yeah. they celebrate, uh, you know, birthday anniversary. No, I just I just have like this every day, you know. Is is there something I'm happy anyway? Is there um, I think. Is is there anything you want to do, or anything you want to do that you haven't done yet? Stay healthy. Well, you're pretty healthy. I feel. So when you're healthy, and the rate just just come along by autom automatic, you know. When they say to stay healthy, it means you know, you wake up. You're healthy, you know. It's like a, you have a million dollar, mm-hmm. rather than you lying on the bed in the hospital with the oxygen in your mouth, your nose, and that's million dollar doing nothing to you. So you just want the health. So that's from what I see. Take care of your health first, and the rest come automatic. For sure, but yeah, health. I agree, is is very very important. When you don't have your health. You you got nothing. Yeah, and uh, that I had a huge wake up call this this uh, winter with my health, and so definitely humbled me a lot more. Anything else you want to say, Dad, before we wrap this up? Or I felt like this was a good conversation, and I, I really appreciate you coming on here. I feel like it took two weeks of just nagging you. Uh, so thanks for coming on. For the Father's Day special here, anything you want to share um, before before we end this, Dad? Any last last words? Oh, nice, nice to talk with you, Jason. And I hope everybody enjoy their life. Don't wait, just do it. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome way to end it, Dad. Awesome way to end it.